This week our spotlight is no other than our very own Dion van Rensburg. Hi, Dion. Hi there, and I'm, I'm I'm flattered to be here. Yes. And may I just say, I'm pretty sure I'm here because you guys are scared I'm either going to retire or die before I get my chance. <laughs> definitely not, definitely not. You're full of life still. Yep. Yes, Dion, um, I think my first question is, everyone knows you, um, like, who you are behind the radio, your jokes and all your advice and stuff you give, but who is... Dion van Rensburg. Tell us where you grew up, your childhood, all that. I was born in Cape Town, uh, lived there until I was 10. Then my dad got transferred mm-hmm. to Vintuk. It was a South African company that had a branch here. And that's around about the time, 77, when uh, a lot of mines were opening. Mm-hmm. Rossing and Tumip Corporation and Ochihase. So he was selling mining equipment. And they okay. got him up here to, uh, to, to kind of ride that wave. And they did really well. I then obviously came to, to school here after school in, in Cape Town, which is very different. Um, and so that was okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, then I kind of got into it. I went to St. Paul's when I was um, in high school. And um, then basically, while I was there, I really interested, always loved music. Yeah. Um, so there I was doing things like garage parties and so on, you know, mm-hmm. 80s music and everybody gets together and does a bit of a, a jawler, like a bit of a disco. Yeah. But nothing major, nothing official. And then when I went to UCT to go and study, um, that was after the military, which was a rather unfortunate episode in one's life. But those days, <laughs> of course, we didn't have a choice. So I went to, to UCT on a government bursary. Um, and they paid the money over in the middle of the year. And I thought, ooh, that's for the first six months. Meantime, that bursary money was for the entire oh, year. Oh, my word. So I suddenly was a little bit short of money. And if you at UCT, what you could do is you could actually do certain services on the campus. Like if you were a tutor, for example, mm-hmm. they'd give you financial discounts. So I went to them and said, I used to do uh, radio work, which I didn't do. I've never done radio work. <laughs> um, but I'd done a little bit of DJing. So they said to me at UCT Radio, okay, come and do a show yeah. here. And then we'll give you financial discount because you're doing something for the university. So mm-hmm. that's how I got through. And that's how I got into radio. Okay. So you basically, you, you studied. Tell us about that. What did I, you study? I actually had a government bursary. So I, at that point, I was supposed to study politics, which I did do. My goodness. But my real interest was was psychology. So I said to them, do you guys mind if I you pay for the studies? I do politics. Yeah. But can I, in my own time, also do uh, psychology, because that's what I enjoy. So they said, okay, that's fine. Um, they will pay for it. But uh, So I did two majors, basically. A lot of work, but I did the psychology side and then, of course, the, the politics. And but you never went side. into politics or psychology. No, I actually... Uh, you because wasted it was a government, money. Yeah, it was basically <laughs> a, a government bursary. So I came back and I worked it back for them yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In, at the state hospital um, okay. for about three years. It was a three-year bursary. And I actually did that at the forensic unit, which had then just opened. So a couple of rather interesting cases at that point I was involved with, for example, Thomas Florin, oh who my. had killed his wife in Swakopmunt, you might remember. Yes. So I was quite involved with that case on a forensic level, which is really, really interesting. Oh. My problem with, with psychology, much as I enjoyed it, in terms of therapy and that sort of thing, I don't have the right personality. And mm-hmm. that's what a psychologist told me after I spent seven years studying <laughs> it. I can't switch off. I'm one of those people who can't. Five o'clock in the afternoon, they've heard an horrendous yeah. story about abuse or whatever. They switch it off, and tomorrow morning at seven or eight o'clock, they start again. I can't. Stuff like that used to really haunt me. Mm-hmm. And I find it really difficult in practical terms to deal with therapy and people who have problems and so on. So I would have driven myself crazy if I kept yeah. going. But that's ex- it's the same thing with news. Doing sure. news, you know, you don't switch off. Yeah, all the time. It runs 24 hours a day. Exactly. Um, Dion, you said that on campus you were drawn to, 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 to radio and all that, but what drew you to the media industry, especially to radio? 
I've, I've always been, you wouldn't say that listening to me on radio, yeah. but I'm actually a very private person. I'm mm. actually quite introverted. I'm quite short for a man and I'm chubby. I've been chubby <laughs> since after school. Before that, I did a lot of sports, but after that, I've always carried a bit of extra weight. So it was very much a, a self-image issue. Yeah. And I found one of the ways in which I um, handle that is by being funny. I'm the funny guy in the group when we yeah. go out. It's almost like the tears of a clown, that whole thing. Yeah. And that's what kind of made it, made it interesting for me because I really enjoyed being the center of attention and talking and so on as kind of an antidote mm. to sitting in the corner and feeling sorry for yourself. Um, so even though I'm a very private person, not many people, I don't have lots and lots of friends mm -hmm. and so on, I really enjoy being out and about because it makes me feel better about myself. And I mean, let's face it, egotistically, that's what radio and that sort of medium is all about. We love being out there. We love people to enjoy what we do. Yes, exactly. there's often criticism, but we, we, we love being out there. Mm. Where do you get all your trivia facts from, um, which some people may deem very interesting and others, well, in a different light, <laughs> <laughs> as with, uh, you know, all the normal things? A lot of people think I'm a know-it-all. Yeah. Um, and they're like, mm, you think you're so clever. Mm. The problem is that I, I, I've been cursed with a good memory. I mean, yeah. and also keep in mind, you see my gray hair. I've been around for a hell of a long time. So I've had time to accumulate facts. I just, I happen to remember things very easily. Yeah. Um, and that was a, a bargain in school until you got to the higher grades when you couldn't just memorize stuff. And then it didn't go so well. But I, I remember things very easily. So, you know, in that sense, I'm actually quite lucky. I'm a, I'm a killer to have in, in a pub quiz. Mm. But some people find it irritating. Irritating. Like, shut up. Why yes. You always talk. And you don't know everything. You know most things, but yeah. not everything, which is true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Dion, what are your hobbies and how do you relax when you're not, um, you know, busy DJing or, yeah? I, I really enjoy um, riding my motorcycle. Um, it's only recently that I again bought a, a street motorbike because while my kids were still quite young, the deal was with my ex-wife was not while they're young, until they've gotten to know me and they're a little bit older, then they can decide, do I ride bike on the road or not? So off-road and so we used to yeah. do. It's a lot safer. Uh, and when they were old enough, it was a case of like, gee, dad, take the bike, just get out of our faces because they're old enough now. So I enjoy riding bike. Um, I really enjoy gardening. Not that there's much opportunity here for gardening, but, you know, just little small yeah. pot plants and so on, a little bit of bonsai I do in between. Mm. Um, so that I really enjoy. And I, I'm a reader. I tried Kindles and reading online and stuff like that and, and, and audio books. I need a book. I want to smell it. I want it in my hands and I want to see it lying there. Ooh, when are going to get to reading it again? I absolutely a voracious reader. I read books per week wow. uh, with a little bit of time that I have. I will very often stay awake very late having to be here at four, half past four in the morning. It's like, oh, it's 10 o'clock, but I can't put it down. So yeah. I do a lot of reading. Wow. Never knew that. Don't look like a reader, do no, I? No, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Dion, what progress have you made on your bucket list to date, if you have one? I, I, there are lots of things that I still wanted to do, but, and I suppose a lot of them are still there. You know, people talk about things kind of externally. I, my bucket list is more of an internal thing. You know, for me, it was always a case of, um, I know it, it, it sounds small, but I always wanted Harley Davidson. That I've got now. I wanted my kids to to not hate me when they're grown up, which they are now. We have a very close relationship. They're both studying. They're both doing really well for themselves. So mm. that was one of my things, to get them grown up and in one piece and doing well and being well-mannered. Um, so there are not a lot of things. There are a couple. 
Um, I'd love to see Pink Floyd live, and they're running. I'm running out of time because they're going to die soon. <laughs> so that I, I'd love to see them live. Yeah, yeah there, there are a couple of things like that. Um, the Camino, which is in, I think there's one in Spain, there's one in Portugal. Yeah. They have one here as well in the north in the desert. That I would like to do as well. And, of course, the other thing is I've, I saw that again now when I did the dash or would, was at the dash. I would love to still do uh, one of those, one of those uh, what, what does one call them, a scoff, one of those stages in the dash in a Same year. That I would love to do. That's also one of mine. I'd also love to play basketball, which at my side is not going to happen. So maybe <laughs> that's also out of the loop. Definitely. No, you know. Um, if you were to impart one piece of advice to the younger generation interested in radio personalities and becoming a star DJ like yourself, <laughs> what would that one thing be, Dion? I, I almost want to go contrary to what one should say. Don't study. You can study media until you pink in the face. Yeah. Be yourself. If you have the personality, it will come through. And we are all potentially radio people. If you... Talk about what you like and what you love. We are all good at that. Just be yourself. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't try and study 10 degrees and things like that because that in radio and in media is not what's going to get you the job. The management side of it, definitely. But um, if you want to do radio, reach out. Come to us and say, I think I've got it. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But we won't know mm -hmm. until we've put you behind a mic. So come on over and talk to us. Another piece of advice comes from my grandmother. Always wear clean underwear because you never know when you're going to be in an accident. You have to go to the uh, emergency room. You don't want to get there with dirty underwear. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And natuurlijk zonder een Yeah. Preferably not a, not a, not a, what is a guy who uses van de in style underwear? That's not good. Yes. No, no. Do you think the world of AI is going to take over the labor market or make it more competitive uh, and open unexpected doors for industries that do not exist yet? I think it is. When mm -hmm. I got into radio, which is 30-odd years ago, we never thought digital. We never thought computers. We were still using reels and cassette tapes and, yeah. and, and turntables and things like that. This didn't exist. Cell phones didn't exist. And yet here we are, and we've made do, and we adapt. We adjust. I think the media world is going to change significantly. We're seeing that in radio already. But I think AI, in that sense, is going to enhance it rather than kill creativity. Because a, a machine, doesn't matter how good it is, mm. is still not a human being. They don't have the brain, the experience that we all mush together to be creative. Exactly. I agree. Um, and then what is your take on the fourth industrial, industrial revolution? What do you think the most beneficial uh, part of this would be for Namibia? I think we first... Before we should be worrying about industrialization, mm. I think we should be more concerned first about our Gini quotient, which is the highest in the world. Yeah. The separation or the difference between the richest and the poorest in this country. That gap is growing wider all the time. Uh, and I think there's a, a misconception on the higher levels that you need to be industrialized to get anywhere. That's not necessary. There are many countries in the world. Singapore, classic example. That is now essentially a financial hub for the world. They are not industrialized. I think the push for industrialization is going to lead us down the wrong path. We should be worrying about things like AI. We should be worrying about things like green energy, which they're doing now, yeah. which is great. And tourism. We should look after what we have. You cannot replace that. You can have the fifth industrial and the sixth and the seventh. Mm. If Namibia's natural beauty remains like it is, being looked after, I think there is a selling point. Yeah, what is the most important lesson you had to learn the hard way in life? Wow. I, well, I've had lots of them. Some of them I haven't even remembered and I've had to relearn <laughs> them. 
But uh, yeah, there are quite a few. Um, I, I think one of the main ones is to be self-critical, but to not shoot yourself down all the time. Yeah. But be aware of who you are and what you are, and more importantly, what you are not. There are certain things that I'm not good at. So I'm not going to pretend that I am. Yeah, they say force is a crime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so many times we we forget. And I'm mm. not saying you should shoot yourself in the foot there. You know, I'm not good at anything. Everybody's yeah. good at something, but nobody's good at everything. Know your strengths. Build on them. Work on them. And I, I have to remind myself every day, am I good at this? Am I doing the best that I could mm. be at this? And what else am I good at? Let me go and find something else that I might be good at. Yeah, that's so true. Um, a last question, Dion. What is your five-year plan and how do you already cater to make it happen? Okay, five-year plan. Number one, <laughs> to remain vertical. Number two, to wake up every day. That'll be a good start. Yes. <laughs> now, when you get to my age, those are things that actually literally count. So obviously yeah. you start worrying about things like your health and so on. So I've, I do a lot of that where I spend a lot of time looking after my health, making sure that I spend a little bit more time just you know, trying to to be as fit and as healthy as I yeah. can be. The older you get, the more the chances are that something's going to happen. And then, of course, just my five-year plan is to be happy. Hmm. Now, we sometimes we're there, sometimes we're not. There's a lot of pressure uh, economically and all that sort of stuff. But I still battle to remind myself every night to just say, you know what? I am hugely privileged and I have a lot. There are a lot of people <laughs> who don't have what I have. Smile. Instead of worrying about what you don't have, be happy with what you've got. And that's the kind of thing that I want to remind myself. Hopefully in five years' time I would have learned it. I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> Dion, thank you so much. It was lovely talking to you. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so yes. much. We can do this on a regular basis. I, I, I enjoy talking so about too. myself. That's cool. Yes. Thank you.